Yo, I'm back. You're back. I appreciate you. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. If you read the title, you already know what time it is. Uh, we're doing this trending topics roundup for October. Um, I got a few things on the list, you know, but I'm not trying to take up y'all time. So after I play my theme music, we're just going to jump right in and breeze into this shit. Alright, let's go. So, what's the first thing I had written down? Um, IG, WhatsApp, Facebook, all that shit went down. Y'all was struggling. And I say y'all, I do mean y'all, because I was fine. <laughs> um, I, I partake in the Instagram, you know what I'm saying? I be on IG. Um, I like the reels and the celebrities always posting dope pictures. Um Shade Room be coming with some funny commentary every once in a while. You know, they got they um TSR investigates now where they be trying to <laughs> let the community know like it's some fucked up shit going on and ain't being talked about. I fuck with all of that. Um I don't care about Facebook. <laughs> like I know Facebook owns Instagram, but I don't be on Facebook like at all. I want to delete my profile off of there, but then I know like that's tied to certain logins that I ain't ready to let go of. And, you know, if my people need to <laughs> see if I'm alive or not, they can at least, you know, go on there and see, oh, OK, well, he did change his profile picture like seven months ago. So maybe he's still kicking. Yeah, that's all I keep Facebook for too much of everything on facebook is it's annoying probably the most annoying social media app that like i've ever participated in i can't believe facebook has become what it's become just a pool of misinformation and judgment and i was listening to somebody the other day talk about some facebook drama they was in somebody leaving comments and shit like anyway <laughs> the the social medias that Facebook owned, WhatsApp and IG included, they went down. Y'all were struggling. I do know WhatsApp is because I'm not on it, but I know it's important to people who like live in one country, but they have family back home in another country because it's like I guess you can communicate with them for free, like free texting and free like video calling without, you know, any like charges to your phone bill or whatever. So. I could see why WhatsApp being down might have like fucked with some people, but IG and Facebook being down, like y'all should have been straight because Twitter was, was straight. We was over there laughing, you know, still, um, memeing shit and, uh, laughing at funny videos and the shit that the celebrities was <laughs> saying about, you know, Instagram being down and all that. I mean, I get why Instagram would probably bother some people too, because I know y'all be using y'all Instagram posts to make money, but, it wasn't even down long, and then it came back. So we're straight. It was just funny because these social medias got us by a chokehold. Like they shit got the world like fucked up, and it's looking like that is going to be <laughs> the future of society as we know it. Fucking <laughs> social media and nothing else. Next, the Marion challenge. I, I don't know what made, what made Young Barbecue's Omarion uh, video surface or resurface. Because I know Omarion did this shit way back, like, in the midst of the pandemic. When everybody was trying to get their last couple of dollars before shit, like, really shut down. I don't know what happened. But it came back. All y'all niggas start doing a challenge on your influencers and comedians and stuff. And I just want to say, you know what I'm saying? Um, Young Barbecue is the originator. Maybe maybe it was because of her, she like dresses in Halloween. Or was it last year? I don't even know. I don't know how this shit happened. Because I know this Omarion Challenge video had been like a thing. that The video itself came out a long time ago. We was like, what the fuck? Dance moves Omarion got going on at the Verizon concert. But it is what it is. It came back. Um, Young Barbecue, OG and that shit. But Kurt Franklin is the winner. I have to say that. 
<laughs> of all the Omarion challenge videos I saw, Kurt Franklin definitely um he understood the assignment. My dog had a professional film crew capture his what seven seconds of whatever that fucking challenge was and that shit looked amazing i thought for like two quick seconds i thought i'm like okay shit kurt franklin is serious about this shit so he done took the beat that omarion was dancing to at the fucking challenge with it. yes all the, the lady in the background all that he took that shit he about to make a song and it's kurt franklin so you know it's gonna be a gospel song don't tell me he doing it for the lord but <laughs> it was just <laughs> his uh little seven second challenge but he killed that shit the video looked good you know what i'm saying he damn near had on the same outfit omarion had on the dance moves was on point i believe he had the choir in the background ready to sing a note but they didn't get to <laughs> but it was it was fired the winner in my opinion of the omarion challenge is kurt franklin <laughs> next I had Nikki defends uh, Jesse Nelson blackfishing scandal. Now, this one was interesting to me because I watched the Instagram live where, you know, Nikki was talking to Jesse about their song that they got coming out. And then Nikki brought this thing up because I had no my idea. I didn't know the little mixed girls was beefing. I didn't know Jesse Nelson was out here being accused of black fishing and, you know, they tried to tell her about it. And she was like, I'm going to do me. Fuck y'all. I didn't know nothing what was going on until Nikki brought it up on this live. So it was interesting because I'm sitting here watching this live thinking like, oh, this is a, you know, a light skinned black girl that Nikki is talking to. This is who she has the song with. It wasn't until Nikki mentioned the black fishing thing that I was like, wait a minute this is a white girl so why her skin look like that <laughs> and what's going on with the hair like this is a white girl you telling me and then the internet was like yes nigga like she's been pretending to be black this whole time or some some person of color so i was like damn so nikki defending it but i could see why people was fucked up behind it because i'm looking at the shit like this got to be a light-skinned black girl. I don't know why her um, skin was looking like she was recovering from sunburns, but it made sense because that's not necessarily her natural complexion, I guess. I don't know, but um, she's still a you know a beautiful girl. Um, I guess Nikki mostly latched on to the fact that it was somebody that she fucked with being bullied over something that other people in the industry do which I could see that side of the coin, but just because other people do it in the industry don't make it right for them either. Like, if there are girls out here... Well, Nikki, you know, admitted herself that she used to, uh, like, spray tan or get the bronzer or whatever put on to look a little darker in some of her videos or whatever. But if even, you know, with that, like, we know you are a black girl and that, <laughs> I mean, you look naturally black it's just i don't know why you would do some kind of bronzing or whatever i don't know how videos work on that sense of like big scale productions i only do small shit apparently but just because you know other people get away with it don't mean it's right we be calling these people to task whenever they culturally appropriate some shit for halloween costumes and stuff like just because other people do it don't mean that this girl get the slide but at the same time leave her alone shit i guess i mean <laughs> what you gonna do she said they said she tried to uh or that little mix tried to educate her on this on the subject and she didn't feel like she was doing nothing wrong and she said that um she grew up in hip-hop pretty much because of her upbringing and all that other stuff that's cool. It's always going to be appreciators of the cultures or whatever. But, you know, just like with most good artists, like if you, you know, if you have some kind of um, what's the word? I think I'm going to go with authenticity. If you have some kind of authenticity, you'll stick coming because look at Eminem. We know that that is a white man and he has the privileges of being a white man, even though he goes out of his way to try to denounce that 
even though he can't necessarily denounce it because he's rich. So it's, it's just going to stick with him no matter what. Um, he's still, you know what I'm saying? One of the biggest selling hip hop artists. Got Post Malone over here. He literally made hip hop music for like the first album or two. And then when he got to where he felt like he was successful enough, he was like, hip hop is not real music. Like rock and roll is the real music, which ironically was created by black people as well. So it's like, if you're going to be like that, then you need to know <laughs> everything that you're doing within our space is um, ours. So, but that's neither here nor there. Jesse Nelson, um, it looked like she was black fishing. So I can understand why people was calling her out about it. I can also understand why Nikki would want to defend that because record sales and <laughs> we shouldn't be bullying celebrities anyway. I guess. Moving on. <laughs> this story in particular is for the blurts and the comic book fans. Um, we got another bisexual DC character. It is Clark Kent's son. So the original Superman that we all, you know, grew up on, Clark Kent, he had a kid. And his kid, which I guess could be a Superboy, but not really, because if you know anything about comics, I don't even really need to finish that. But, um, yeah, his son in this new series of Superman comic books has come out as bisexual. Now, the only thing that like made me write this story now, because this is not like a big deal to me. DC had already had a conversation with with the geek and nerd blurred comic book fantasy fiction all that we had a conversation with their um fan base and let them know like hey for um pride you know exclusive inclusivity and all of that like we're going to be taking some characters that you guys you know might know and love and finally walking them down their truth of who they are and their sexuality and stuff like they had already had this conversation that's why the tim drake robin came out as by a few weeks ago and now we got clark kent's son my only thing is like the homophobia once again because shade room <laughs> and you know i want to say like parlor alert all of these like gossip and celebrity news like sources or whatever the tmz's of the world they reporting on this shit but that's not <laughs> the reason like they trying to drum up bullshit you know because they know a large majority of their you know um fan base is homophobic and i don't fuck with that because any other time Stuff is going on in this world and the blurred culture, the nerd culture, the geek culture, comic book, cosplay, fantasy, anime, all this other shit. Anytime stuff is going on that's groundbreaking, like black people making huge strides over here in this community as far as getting major deals to do, you know, TV shows and, and movies and comic books and all that other stuff, they don't report about it. But then as soon as it's like, oh, some LGBT stuff is going on over in the nerd world. Like, let's put that on our platform and have people in the comments being unnecessarily and um, falsely enraged by it and fake outrage and all this bullshit. Like, I don't be liking that. I really wish <laughs> those those brands, the TMZs, the Baller Alerts, Hollywood Unlocks, the shape rooms all that shit i wish they would leave this kind of stuff if you're not gonna report which there's plenty to report about if you're not gonna report about the black people over here and all the other positive stuff happening with these comic books and these um marvel movies and tv shows and dc and all this other shit then just leave it alone altogether. because we already understood what the fuck was going on with this before y'all tried to make it some kind of clickbaity shit to get people in your comments and your, your engagement up on your posts. Like it's just weird when shit like this happen. <laughs> I don't understand it because shade room is not, and I'm just saying shade room specifically because I've seen it on the shade room, but I've seen it on other um, 
you know, tabloids and gossip websites as well. So those particular gossip websites, their their audience, like they don't target the comic book world. You know what I'm saying? Like if this was a like a nerd or geek outlet, like like if Sci-Fi posted about this or if like Screen Rants or Nerdist or something like them posting about it okay it makes sense like this is their audience this is their core audience something major is happening within the space they're reporting about it but fucking <laughs> shade room tmz baller alert like this this is not they area like they don't be fucking with comic books and video games and all this other shit Unless it's something like this, like, oh, they doing something LGBTQ related and we want y'all niggas to go in the comments and be homophobic. I don't fuck with that. It sounds like a setup to me. Um, it's making our black publications and, you know, websites and all this other shit look worse and build up these homophobic and, you know, anti-progressive like narratives and shit and just corrupt and like just leave that shit alone <laughs> that's all i'm trying to say like i get it you know what i'm saying because we're in the world or we're in a time period of clicks and engagement being you know damn near currency but it is what it is the, the outrage is fake same way when tim drake robin came out as by a few weeks ago the outrage is fake clickbait engagement homophobia that's all it was for when it came to those um, celebrity and, you know, gossip blogs. And it don't got to be like that. You could just report on the shit that your base wants to hear about. Or if you're going to bring in this shit, like come on over here to this nerd side of things and get some of this good black shit happening and this good POC shit happening. Because we got a lot of stuff. Even if y'all do want to cover like the inclusivity and you know the shit that's going on with pride and how the comic book world and the nerd world is trying to be more inclusive with their characters and stuff that's fine to cover but don't just do it when it's like oh this would be an easy headline to get people in the comments riled up like either be in it or just leave the shit the fuck alone and focus on what you normally focus on next (laughs) the red flag challenge like that shit hit hard. It was fast. And then it was up out of here. I had some good ones, but I was just like, damn, you know, it's red flag. If, you know what I'm saying? Her baby daddy do this. Oh, if this nigga eat cereal at 12 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, red flag. Oh, if her car drive like this red flag oh if this nigga got this kind of phone red flag like it was red flags everywhere about everything to the point where people was like you know what let's do a green flag (laughs) let's do let's talk about some of the positive things that didn't hit us hard because you know people like negativity and drama like that that feeds a lot of people it's funny sometimes and it's fun to participate in sometimes um but Red flag challenge. It was a big thing in October. I still see some red flags lingering about the Twitter space every now and then. But, you know, came and went. Y'all was funny. Y'all was mean. But y'all was mostly funny. So I was fucking with it. <laughs> Next. Pow Wow and this Millennium Tour drama. Now, this one was interesting to me. Because Bow Wow essentially was complaining or making it known like he is the biggest act on the tour and that means he deserves more tour time now originally he was not even scheduled to be on the tour after that whole shit with Lil Fizz um you know messing around or not messing around it was dating and shit being with Omarion's baby mama and then what's the boy name is it Rasby that was like oh nope Cause y'all niggas still won't acknowledge this rape and shit that happened to us when we was kids by the boy. Um, is it Chris Lighty that was doing that? Whichever the dude name was, I don't think it was Chris Lighty. I think whatever the dude name was, 
that was molesting them or whatever. Y'all don't want to address this, so I'm fucking out of here or whatever. Like, it was drama with B2K specifically. So, Marion was like, y'all wouldn't be here if it was not for me because I'm the lead singer of the group. And then I've had a, you know, pretty successful solo career unlike the rest of y'all. So, y'all could leave. Uh Uh-oh. Y'all could leave. And um, I'm going to call Bow Wow since we also had a pretty cool run as like the first Drake in future <laughs> more or less because I mean that's kind of what it was Bow Wow Marion, you know they had a joint album that was fire everything so you know he called Bow Wow and then Bow Wow was like yeah I'll do it now this is where this is where I start to be like well this is why I start asking questions <laughs> because Bow Wow is like, oh, they keep trying me. I should be able to do X, Y, and Z. There should be more um, time for me to perform my hits. I'll be out there working where everybody sleep. First of all, that's kind of impossible because the work for all of y'all niggas is the tour. So if y'all, if it's not stage time, if it's not rehearsal time, what else are they supposed to be doing? You mean to tell me you're practicing your 15-minute set for, like, seven hours a day or something like that? Like, what's going on? So, that was weird to me, the comments he was making to try to, like, anger everybody on the tour, which everybody pretty much rolled their eyes at it. it. He got a few replies from, like, Spectacular and shit like but that was um that just made it look even more sillier than it already was. My thing was you knew what the fuck was going on because you signed the contract. I would assume that Bow Wow is not on the road doing a whole ass countrywide 40 plus date tour and he did not sign any paperwork that specifically outlines the details of his participation in said tour. Now, I'm saying that because he was complaining about, oh, I only get 15 minutes. They be cutting my set off. I should be able to to perform longer. Nigga, what's in the paperwork? That's what I (laughs) that's what I want to know. That's what I would say as a businessman. Like, nigga, what's what did you agree to? When you signed on to be this tour was the agreed upon time, 15 minutes and you get X amount of dollars just for doing those 15 minutes every night. Like, what What was the agreement? Because you can't be like, oh, okay, yeah, paperwork, 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 I signed that, that's all cool or whatever, whatever, and then get 10 dates into the tour. Like, y'all halfway done with the tour and you talking about, I deserve more time because you like the energy from the crowd every time you go out there and perform. Like, that ain't gonna work out. And as you can see, if I'm not mistaken, Bow Wow did not receive extra time, nor did he receive extra money. I'm pretty sure they told this nigga, if you'd want to leave the tour, that's your business. You only have 15 minutes anyway. We could chop that up and give it to all the other performers and let them get one more song off. Like, you're not needed here. <laughs> like, the tour will still go on whether Bow Wow is on it or not. They're not giving refunds for the tickets. I checked because I was supposed to go. <laughs> They're not giving out refunds. So what you want to do? And he calmed down. Like he did all that. And it, the next show he was on stage um, serenading, you know, long time lover and friend on and off again, Angela Simmons, which... I'm starting to see why they gravitate towards each other. But that's, you know, another topic. <laughs> the Bow Wow drama, that shit was funny. I knew it was capped from the beginning. Or I felt like it was. I can't say I knew. I felt like it was capped from the beginning. I felt like it was publicity stunt. I felt like it was wild, you know, on a good. <laughs> I called them wild. It was Bow Wow on a um, solid strand of the best THC and he was like you know what my fucking set really hit like I killed it at the verses so I should get more time and if that's what he was going off of then I agree because his versus battle with um who who he versed that's how crazy well I, I've 
Bow Wow's whole shit was like, oh, Soulja Boy. His verses, who ironically is also on the tour, but has less than <laughs> a less time on the on stage than Bow Wow does. Um, he watched Soulja Boy, so I would, you know, if I'm was if I was smoking good, right? If I was smoking, you know, in my trailer, or whatever, on the tour, and I'm rewatching the verses or whatever, like I'm looking at this like, damn. My shit was going up. Like I had the crowd lit, you know what I'm saying? Social media was fucking with me or whatever. This is this is what I'm doing right now on the Millennium Tour is only a fraction of what I was giving right here on the verses. I need to bring this to the stage. Then I would be feeling that way too. But then I don't get lost in my substances <laughs> enough to be like, fuck the contract or whatever paperwork i signed for me to even be here this is what i want i'm going to social media like no i probably would have just cooled down like yep better luck next time <laughs> maybe i could convince um timbaland and swiss beats to put together a versus tour where all the winners go on tour together and perform i don't know <laughs> but uh that shit was funny to me and i didn't feel like it was real but it happened so Next, <laughs> Colin Powell, R.I.P., um, dies of COVID complications. Now, I don't normally talk about death and people's passing in a way. You know what I'm saying? I, of course, out of respect. And I just be wanting to, uh, you know, let the family grieve without my little fraction of a sit going into the big ass pot of people commenting on this shit. So. R.I.P. Because at the end of the day, no matter what Colin Powell did on this planet while he was here, like somebody loved him and he they still lost him as a family member. What I want to bring this story up about or why I wanted to bring this story up. He died of COVID complications, but he was fully vaccinated. Now, a lot of you niggas who are like anti-vax or whatever, because I'm vaccinated. I'm going to just say that's not no this is not no agenda. This is not me trying to persuade y'all. Y'all do whatever the fuck y'all want to do with y'all body. Just like I did. You know what I'm saying? I did my research or whatever. I was like, you know what? I'd rather go this route and just be out in the street with a bunch of strangers who I don't trust, breathing their same air, possibly killing me with this fucking virus. So I'm going to just, you know what I'm saying, get me an extra shield. That's all the vaccine is. It's not a cure. It doesn't make me immune to catching the shit it's just an extra line of defense in case so i was like i'm cool with that him dying of COVID complications though while being fully vaccinated is was the story and it's something that y'all tried to take and be like oh yeah see vaccine don't work i don't understand why y'all niggas getting it or whatever they're getting it for some of the reasons that i just named earlier but colin powell was in his 80s if I'm not mistaken, he was like 84. <laughs> like, okay, like that means his immune system is already on the trouble side. And see, this is a perfect example of why they were trying so hard to get the elderly to get the vaccine first, because of shit like this, you're at a much higher risk the older you are. Colin Powell proved that. The man was fully vaccinated and he still died from complications of covid now to tell you like on some you know what i'm saying on some level the scientists and the people who are like pro-vaccine they're not lying to you but y'all take it how y'all want to take it the, the the vaccine didn't kill them they said it was covid complications i believe that because he was 84 <laughs> so there was not much that could be done if he caught COVID, he got the vaccine and they, like I said, it's not a cure. They ain't have nothing else for him other than a little respirator or whatever other treatments they do in the hospital to help people fight it. But the man was in his eighties. So God said, Hey, my brother, appreciate you. But you know, come holla at me. RIP. It is what it is. Next. <sighs> Boosie attacks Nas X once again and I spoke to people about this <laughs> this is like the weirdest thing normally 
if somebody was going this hard at a particular per- remember um hey arnold how arnold was just out living his life doing whatever and helga was always hating hard on him and then eventually you find out oh she got a crush on the boy and she'd being spiteful and evil towards him all the fucking time because she loved this nigga like she she got a huge crush on this nigga and she want them to be together forever and ever and ever that's kind of the vibe that i'm getting from this but every time i speak to somebody about it you know what i'm saying they act like oh no you know boosie is front of streets and you know he don't like nobody trying him and all the other stuff and i'm just like okay but this is a lot no it's not a lot i feel i feel like i feel like it's a lot i feel like like goddamn not even the most homophobic purple people in the world well, i can't even say that because i don't know who the hom- most homophobic people in the world are but like it's it's a lot <laughs> the, the way he be going at this boy and in this particular instance Nas X was on Instagram live talking to his fans and somebody asked him about um, Boosie now obviously this is a joke <laughs> like his fans know this nigga don't like him and anybody coming in the comments talking about that is trolling little Nas X but that's because Nas X is a troll like he's he's a part of that section of the internet that likes to make lighthearted fun at other people you know just trolling and shit simple we all done seen trolling happening we know what the fuck going on with that so he responds oh yeah me and him working on a song together that's that's it me and him are working on some music together boom that's it boosie um took that as an attack and decided to go on twitter because he's still banned on instagram and turn up saying all kind of homophobic slurs and just going off on the boy telling him he should commit suicide because nobody want him here and just all this unnecessarily vile venomous language that like i said unnecessary um i don't know when the boosie verse Nas x saga will conclude hopefully soon i'm tired of it like <laughs> boosie don't even realize it because he can't see the comments on instagram but he is being turned into a brand that is synonymous with homophobia every time the shade room and if you don't believe me go in there and look every time the shade room or something every time something goes viral dealing with the lgbtq community like in a positive way i guess the comments be like oh don't let boosie see this oh boosie somewhere punching the air right now oh <laughs> somebody check on boosie like he's becoming synonymous with homophobia and L- anti-lgbtq and just hatred and i don't know what boosie money looking like i'm not in his pockets like that i don't care about the deals he got going on i know he just uh, put a movie on amazon that's dope uh, i don't have a movie on amazon so that's something to congratulate him <laughs> for not anybody could just do that i guess but um yeah i if you want to continue to make money in this industry where people from all walks of life participate in might not be the best move to like make your name and brand like literally synonymous and tied to hate and lgbtq phobia and all the shit that he be spewing via social media because that's crazy like it's wild what he be saying and what he does and he just stand 10 toes in it and it'd be a bunch of um looney tune ass people in the comments like yeah bro you get that nigga speak on that yeah 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 you you speaking real fast i'm just like damn bro like all of it (laughs) is completely unnecessary
I know um, Nas is out here doing his thing, living his life. I don't know what the beef is that Boosie has with him because I don't see this being a two-sided thing. It's looking very one-sided to me. So I don't know what Boosie's beef is with Lil Nas X, but it's weird. Plain and simple. <laughs> uh, his dad jumped out and was like, you know what I'm saying? You jealous of my son because he's successful and you still <laughs> you still talking about music that came out way back when like it became a thing and you know on both sides there's an element of like streetness you know Boosie has a reputation in Louisiana um, Lil Nas X's family has a reputation in Atlanta that people are starting to learn about but um, either way like <laughs> this is only gaining more support for Nas X because people can literally see like this boy don't be doing nothing but making music and trying to tell people that it's okay <laughs> to live your life and live your truth. And here this other person come, this rapper from the uh, 90s being hateful and homophobic. But I guess that's the culture. It is what it is. I don't know. This is going to continue. Uh, T.S. Madison went on The Breakfast Club a couple days ago and she brought up some very, very valid uh, points and questions, things that I have been saying and wondering about this entire situation since the first time LaBoosie decided to jump out the window with this shit. But that'll be in <laughs> the roundup for November. So go watch um, T.S. Madison's interview on the breakfast club because i think that's going to be a point of topic when i do the november roundup and then we could get into that some more because i'm pretty sure oh yeah this nigga already responded <laughs> to charlamagne and t.s madison's comments on that interview so we'll have more to discuss about the shit in november <laughs> sadly but it is what it is next squid game it was big in october like had the internet and social media in a frenzy people are still talking about it i have not sat down and watched the series yet it is on my list on netflix probably gonna be like the next series i get into on netflix it's just that i tend to watch tv and movies when i am eating and therefore things with <laughs> a high content of blood and gore I tend to not be able to sit through <laughs> until I'm either finished eating or until I'm in a space where I'm like, I'm not feeling like playing video games right now. Don't want to go nowhere. So let me just put on TV and a movie. You know what I'm saying? Roll up, vibe out and enjoy the streaming services that I pay for. Um, so maybe I'll do a review on Squid Game once I watch it. Um, I've heard great things about it. People keep telling me I need to watch it. I'm going to watch it. But it made a huge impact in October. Of course, Halloween costumes came of this, which we'll get into that towards the end of this episode. And plenty of um, social media influencers and even celebrities, you know, made their own twists and parodies of the Squid Games and it was a good time. I like when shit like this can bring us together and we could just have something to talk about. Now, there was some controversy, I guess, on the back end because Squid Game is, is one of these, from my understanding anyway, from the research that I've done, is one of these um, series that has a satirical lens to it. Like it's some kind of satire involved in it. Um, and it's supposed to be expo exposing or bringing to the light some of the conditions that are being forced upon people in the Asian part of the world. I don't know if I'm necessarily saying that right. Y'all see how I slowed down right there. But I think that is accurate. <laughs> what I said It's supposed to be a satirical lens on the conditions and the treatments of 
Asian people in Asian countries, you know, only a few hours away from us on the other side of the planet. So I didn't do much research into that, but um, I could definitely see it based on the things. Like I said, I looked up whatever. I just um, hope that the Asian community is not too offended. I know they get like bothered when not bothered in a bad way, but just like it annoys them whenever Americans get their hands on their culture and they, you know, Americanize it and whitewash it so that it's consumable for us. I think Squid Game was along those lines, like some of the subtitles and um, language translations wasn't adding up. Like, I don't know, but shout out to Squid Game made Netflix a shit ton of uh, money. <laughs> so um, season two, we will be looking out for that. I will have watched season one by the time season two is announced. So don't uh, <laughs> don't trip. <laughs> Next, we have what I said. Oh, the fucking AKAs. <laughs> And this fucking beef with um, Tiffany slash Amanda Seals <laughs> and her AKA regalia on Insecure. So if you haven't been paying attention, because this is a very, a very like black focused um, situation. Amanda Seals is an actress and comedian and producer and a podcaster like she's dope i fuck with amanda she's also from where i'm from her character tiffany on the fictional tv show insecure by Issa ray and hbo is an aka she wore the regalia in the very first episode where they were going back to stanford for a is it 10 year reunion might have been 10 year or 20, but they go. Yes, 10 year because they're in their 30. They're going back for a 10 year reunion. Tiffany is in her AKA shit. The AKAs had a problem with it. I personally believe the AKAs just have a problem with Amanda Seals because Molly is also an AKA throughout the series. Insecure, there's been little AKA paraphernalia around tiffany and molly because both of them are aka's that's what they that's how they became friends in this fictional world of insecure they are <laughs> i don't know if they line sisters or not but they are part of that organization together the stanford chapter so i don't know why i guess because they made it like super blatant this time, not just a coffee mug here and a t-shirt there. Like Tiffany was decked out at, on one scene of the episode and was, you know, making mention of the stuff. I don't know, but this shit was ridiculous. Like she's an actress, Amanda Seals. She's she's not she's not a part <laughs> of the AKA fraternity at all. HBO cleared the episode. The producers of the show are the ones who came up with the idea for um, Tiffany to wear this stuff and Molly to have this this paraphernalia. The writers of the show wrote this particular specific detail about Tiffany. And on top of that, Tiffany, the character now, is not a terrible representation of the AKAs. She is married to a, her high school sweetheart <laughs> or college sweetheart. They have a child together. Tiffany is successful in her field. Derek, her husband, is a part of a fraternity that often mingles with AKAs a lot. Like, he's successful in his own right. Like, this character, Tiffany, that Amanda Seals plays on Insecure is a great representation of an AKA. Now, she does fit a little bit of the stereotypes. You know, she's light skinned. She got the hair, 
the attitude and the demeanor and all this other stuff. And I could see maybe being upset about that because they don't want, you know, stereotypical things about themselves maybe portrayed on such a large platform. Because if you black shit, if you not even black people just watch Insecure, like Insecure is a hugely popular show on HBO. So maybe that was the issue. But then at the same time, like, like I said, Molly is an AKA. She's dark skinned. You know what I'm saying? Like, and she's way more <laughs> toxic and fucked up in this series than Tiffany is on a friendship level. I should say <laughs> like, because Molly is also very successful in her own right. She did. She is a beautiful woman like most of the AKAs tend to be like she also fits and it's not the stereotypical oh light skin pretty girl prissy attitude like no Molly about her business you know what I'm saying she represents for the dark skin black women and she is dope as fuck even though she's probably the most shittiest character on Insecure just based on the moves she's making and how press she be about different shit but that's neither here nor there my insecure reviews are also somewhere on the blurred cast. Listen to those if you want to hear me get into uh, Molly and the whole cast. But this shit with Amanda Seals, I think it's just because people don't like Amanda Seals. And if that's the case, then just say that. Because coming after a fake character, because AKAs look silly otherwise. Like I said, Insecure has been making both Molly and Tiffany AKAs for seasons. Now we on season five. Y'all just now turning up about Tiffany in particular when Molly is right there as well. I don't know. It seems pointed, seems targeted. It's weird. I get it. Amanda Seals is not one of these black women that be quiet whenever black people fuck up and then pipe up whenever white people turn up. Like she is, consistent through and through she be holding black men accountable for their shit she hold black women accountable for their shit as well as white people like she's consistent through and through she one of them people like i'm gonna give it to you as the same way i give it to the white folks because if you're a nigga and you fucking up then you deserve to be held accountable black people take issue with that she feel like oh y'all you you you, you ain't really for black people you be attacking us all the time da 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 like, no, y'all be on some fuck shit and somebody got to call y'all out. Amanda has chosen to be one of those people that calls y'all out and holds y'all accountable. It is what it is. And I'm saying y'all because I fuck with Amanda Seals. I don't think that she is any kind of evil that y'all paying her out to be. I just know niggas and I know we have a hard time accepting when one of our own be hard and stern on us whenever we fucking up so i don't know i just thought that whole shit was weird as fuck <laughs> um isa has spoken on it and in her interview on the breakfast club check that out um the director came out with like a instagram post or some sort she was like it was my decision to have tiffany don her aka regalia if anybody should be taking the blame, it's me. So I don't know why y'all not fucking with me, but y'all got all these words for Amanda Seals. Again, starting to seem pointed, right? But here's what it is. Um, I think by, at this point, it's come to an end. Amanda, Amanda, Amanda did a good job at defending herself. The people that came out in support of her also did a good job. Like, this is one of them moments where even though I understand how important um, fraternity and sororities like the Divine Nine or 13, I, I understand how important all these black fraternities and sororities are to the community, especially the people that are a part of those. But at the same time, like y'all tripping and it's because it's Amanda Seals. I don't believe after five seasons of Insecure, and Issa's showing y'all love in the writer's room and in the director's area by making sure y'all have representation on the show. I don't believe that after all this time now, it's an issue 
and it's with only one of the characters on the show. Mm, just don't seem don't seem like that makes very much sense to me. Like I said, Molly is right there. The fraternity that Derek was another character on the show that he's a part of. They haven't said anything about his representation. Like y'all have issue with Amanda Seals, and that's y'all's business. But don't try to make it seem like it's about something else, because now you're just making the whole organization look, you know, look weird. But it is what it is. Next, this LeBron vaccine thing and Kyrie vaccine thing. This <laughs> going to be quick because, again, I don't care what people do with their bodies. I got me. You know what I'm saying? I know what I felt was right. It is what it is. LeBron and his entire family are vaccinated. That's one thing. For as much as you niggas love LeBron, ain't none of y'all came out talking about he finna grow a third leg, third arm, second head, 15 eyebrows, none of that shit because he got the vaccine. What I also have not been seeing is the fact that y'all superhero, because that's how people look at LeBron, like a fucking superhero, has went and got vaccinated and y'all are still like, hmm, don't know about the vaccine. Like, he has not encouraged y'all to get vaccinated. And that's both weird and is, like, very, very telling of how in the dark people are about certain things. But different conversation, right? LeBron's vaccinated. They asked him if he felt like he should be out there campaigning for people to get vaccinated. He said, no, I agree. That's his business. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Oh, if he has this huge platform, all these people love him and respect him and they'll get vaccinated if he tell them to or whatever. I don't care about that. It's people's choice. It's like it was his choice to get vaccinated. Let people make their decision. If they choose not to get vaccinated, if people choose not to get vaccinated, if y'all choose not to get vaccinated and the shit get worse and everybody who unvaccinated just, you know, they start to perish away. That's a choice. If the vaccine come in contact with something and then it start mutating, everybody who took it turn into zombies or whatever, that was the choice that we made, the decision that we had to make. You know what I'm saying? It just is what it is. I don't think anybody should have to be out there promoting. He's not being irresponsible. He told you, I got vaccinated. People going to do with that information what they want to do with it. It don't have to be like, I have got vaccinated, so you should go get it too. And you're ashamed and you're doing all this extra stuff and you are a bad person if you don't get vaccinated because me, LeBron James, I'm vaccinated, so why the fuck you ain't? He don't got to do all that. Him saying he got vaccinated is enough because he didn't have to disclose that. That's a medical thing. You don't got to tell people what you got going on medically if you don't want to. That's why the doctors can't say nothing about it. But I think it's crazy that they was attacking this man because he don't want to be on the campaign trail trying to get people vaccinated. And then on the flip side, Kyrie, the same way. If he don't want to get vaccinated, that's his business. He understood the repercussions of that. I don't think his fans need to be outside in the arena talking about let him play or whatever. Like he knew what the consequences was and he's rich enough the way he can sit out a couple games. He'll be fine. Like he don't want to get vaccinated. So he can't play until I don't even know if they've like reversed that decision or not, but it is what it is. Let these people just because they're celebrities and they're rich and they have all the money and access they need to actually get the right information about the vaccines, vaccines and all the things and the side effects that could happen or whatever. That does not mean that they are obligated to get vaccinated and then share that information with people and then campaign on behalf of the vaccination. If they don't want to get vaccinated, that's their business. If they don't want to tell people that they should get vaccinated, that's also their business. If they turn around and decide they want to get vaccinated, also their business. Health is a choice. That's the whole reason that this country will not give us universal health care. That's the whole reason that this country has been fighting tooth and nail with Obamacare ever since he implemented that shit, trying to get the Affordable Care Act repealed and all this other shit. 
is because personal health is a choice. If a motherfucker want to walk around without insurance, that's their business. If they do want to be covered insurance medically, that's also their business. If a person don't want to get vaccinated, that's their business. If they do, also their business. It should not be a conversation to try to sway people either way. You're going to have people that's inherently fuck that. I'm not doing it for their own reasons. And you're going to have people that's inherently I'm going to do it for my own reasons. And you're going to have people in the middle. Like, let me just do the research and decide what team I want to be on, where I want to stand with the situation. Leave the leave Kyrie alone. Leave LeBron alone. They said what the fuck they said. And they standing on that. If, if Kyrie turn around and decide, man, fuck it, I'm going to get vaccinated because I really love basketball. I want to keep playing, you know, and I don't want a shortage in money or whatever the fucking case might be. That would be his business. But this whole controversy and all this other shit and all this attention he's getting and all this attention LeBron got because of their personal stance on the vaccine, that shit is weird. And we need to let people rock. Next, <laughs> Dave Chappelle. Responded to the uh, LGBTQ backlash. Now I did a episode about his the closer special and all of the shit that was surrounding that. If you want to hear it, pull back up to the podcast, find it on the list, press play. Uh, but the only thing that made me like decide to talk about this because one. Netflix had their walkout where the trans community at Netflix had a walkout. There was some interviews happening. One um, person said that they invited Dave to speak directly to them about the situation. He declined. Dave said like before he started his stand up set in Europe or whatever, that that is not true. Cause if they would have invited him, he would have been happy to meet with him, but he won't do it on his terms he's not going to be summoned by them he is going to meet with them and have a conversation with them whenever he's ready to do that now that ain't got nothing to do with me <laughs> at this point is dave going to talk to somebody who has knowledgeable information um about lgbtq you know or transgender specifically would be preferable if it would be a transgender person so they could really have some important dialogue from somebody who is experiencing it versus Dave Chappelle, who is trying to um, curate a conversation that is equal and fair for everybody involved. Right. Because that's what I think Dave Chappelle is trying to do. But, you know, we'll see. Um, what I really wanted to say about it, though, was I feel like it was dope because if you've seen the, the the response that he put out, he also made that like an announcement video for this documentary that he did about like George Floyd and police brutality and stuff. I felt like that was kind of smart. He flipped the controversy surrounding that and, and was shining light on a project that he has that's supposed to be important for black people to see because he's speaking some real shit about what's going on with the whole black lives matter thing and police brutality or whatever whatever so needless to say because i'm like pro-black i'm into all that shit i'm gonna check it out um dave's issue with lgbtq and trans people specifically he need to work that out he said in his special, he's not going to do any more jokes about that situation until they can all come to the table and understand that they are. He's trying to get people to laugh together and not add them. Something he said, but he was basically like, oh, yeah, until we get on the same page about what the fuck I'm doing, you know, I'm going to leave the jokes alone. I respect that, but I also want some straightening to happen. Like, let's have the conversation and really understand what it is i feel like it's something as simple as like nigga they are tired of their lives and their very real human experiences being turned into jokes and punchlines and entertainment for people who obviously have some sort of hatred or disdain for them i feel like it's as simple as that but i guess 
Dave will probably do something artistic where we get to see the conversation highly produced and in a very like, very like introspective light. Like he's been doing his comedy specials. We'll see though. I'm interested to see how that story concludes because I don't feel like Dave Chappelle is as transphobic or as LGBTQ phobic as like the media is painting him out to be. But I also understand why that community is particularly frustrated with Dave Chappelle because this has been going on for a long time where he's just been making jokes about them and not being <laughs> held accountable or hearing out their side about why he shouldn't be making jokes. But it is what it is. I just wanted to um, bring that up because we have to make sure that we watch whatever film that Dave Chappelle is about to drop dealing with the police brutality and um, George Floyd and all that stuff. Because I feel like it's important as well. And I also feel like he was kind of right that the media is kind of using this as a silencing tool, you know, so we'll see. But last but not least, Halloween 2021, like, duh, <laughs> October 31st happened again. People was getting dressed up. Um, I don't know, for some reason, Halloween was lit now. Like, Halloween was lit this year. I think people feel more comfortable being out. Because, you know, vaccinations are, you know, up and um, COVID is plateaued. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's still out here. The pandemic is still very real. But people are being more, okay, we out here. The shit is out here with us. Let's guard up. They're doing that. Because, like I said, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> I went out in a crowd of people for Halloween. I did. Um not saying that to uh, make anybody feel bad or any kind of way. Just letting you know, I took precautions that I felt was the best for me to go out and enjoy my Halloween weekend. It was lit. And on top of that, my favorite celebrities, they was lit. Um, Doja Cat had amazing Halloween costumes. She went as... I forgot the princess or queen's name from Atlantis, but she she cosplayed as her. Um, she was Cynthia, <laughs> the little doll that um, Angelica used to carry around on Rugrats all the time. Uh, she had another costume as well that I thought was really dope. I can't remember what it is right now. Doja Cat killed it. Megan Thee Stallion's was fire. She cosplays kind of regularly, honestly. Like every now and then she'll throw up a picture of her looking like Todoroki and I'm like okay yeah I forgot Megan was a blurt she is <laughs> so um Megan's costume was with fire um Dormani also did a good job um Cardi B's costumes was looking good who else Migos came out I really fought with Offset's Rick James and Quavo's Static Shock. I probably liked his costume the best as far as the guys. I really didn't see any guys, like celebrity guys, dress up better than Quavo. Like Quavo had a whole set going on. The flying disc with the lights on it and everything. He looked like Static Shock. His dress like the same length <laughs> as Static's from the um that time period where Static Shock was on TV. Uh, but Halloween 2021 um, was dope. A lot of amazing costumes. I uh, dressed as Itachi Uchiha when he was in Akatsuki from Naruto. Either you do know or you don't. My Instagram has the pictures if you want to check those out. Um, who else? Oh, Rihanna. <laughs> she dressed as uh, Gunna from like one of Gunna's like past Instagram posts. That was funny. She killed that shit. Who else had like fire costumes? I'm not sure. I feel like most of the celebrities were like busy because we starting to get back into normal life. Pretty much tours are happening. Uh, festivals are happening. Concerts are happening. Movies are back in production. Like people busy. So I know this year's Halloween was not as lit as quarantine Halloween because people was like actually out and turning up and, you know, working and stuff. Other than instead of being in the house um, with amazing photo shoots for their costumes, but it is what it is. 
Oh, yes. Can't forget about uh, Tabria Majors. She killed it. Tabria, um, she is a model. She got a little money or whatever. So she was able to not only dress as Sierra from her like most iconic music videos, but she was also able to recreate those iconic music videos. Like it looks like her music video and Sierra was actually paying homage to her, but, but obviously these are Sierra videos that she bodied. Like she just dressed down fully, had the cinematography, right? The editing, everything. So yeah, Tabria Majors definitely, you know, she won Halloween, um, or she did a really good job. Cause I didn't get to see all the costumes and I feel like I'm leaving somebody off. And I was like, really like, oh, yeah, this is a dope costume. But I think I said all the people that I was like impressed by that, like stuck with me. So other than that, that is the end, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like we wrapped up all the, the trendiest, most trending topics of October. And um, obviously, I'm going to do this again for November. But. Until then, you know what I'm saying? Stay tuned in to the Talk and Play Blurrycast. I am Brian Sav. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at B-R-I-A-N-S-A-P-P-H. That's Brian Saf. And um, i catch you on the next one. We got we got uh, more things that are going to be <laughs> on the Blurrycast, including insecure episode reviews for those of you who care. But um yeah, I'll holla at y'all.